Lord Jesus, I pray that as we embark on this journey of homecoming, that you will bless each and every one. You were in homes with your disciples and with people so many times. Sometimes you went and you had a, a meal with people that were doing well in society, people that were wealthy. Other times you were eating with the poor. In fact, in some of those cases, you, you had to perform a miracle in order to feed those. At one st stage in a home, you were washing feet. At another stage in a home, a woman of the night came in and washed your feet. It's such an incredible place, home. You never really know what's about to happen. But I know that each and every person that comes home to you, that you know what that child needs. And so I pray that you will minister to each and every person according to what they need according to the riches of your love, that you will shower it over each and every one's life. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. When you talk, when you ask people, explain home, it's, it's fascinating to hear the different answers. Uh, for some people, uh, let me just ask this, who, who cannot get the image out of their head of the first house you grew up in? For some people, that's home. I mean, you, you think back. And if someone says home, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. For example, my mom grew up in the house that she's still living in now. She's 65. So, I mean, if you say home, for some of us, who moved more than five times in their life? A lot, a lot of us, times have changed, right? We move. And so for many people, home is not, the memory of the building is not what comes up first, but those who were with you in many homes. So many people would remember home as a place where that person was, dad or mom, because they became the safety, the shelter on the journey. For some people, home, when they hear home, they, it's connected to an emotion. They, they won't say, I remember that house of that person. They'd say, when you say home, what I long for is safety or protection. It's, it's emotionally connected. Who's, who's wired like that? When I say home, you think comfort, you think protection. You see, we're all different. Now, when we come home, we don't have to be cookie cutters. We don't have to be the same. When we enter into God's home, He knows what we need. And He touches us accordingly. I want to talk about homecoming tonight. I want to preach on a passage of Scripture that I really enjoy preaching on. And that is the account where Jesus bowed down to wash the, uh, the disciples' feet in a home. And, and there's many windows at which one can look at John chapter 13. The one window could be, what is the king of the world doing on his knees washing feet? 
One window could be, how can it be that Judas, after seeing Jesus in action for so many times, turned away? One window could be, wow, Jesus and his people are together just before he goes to the cross. It happens just before that. And what I want to look at this morning is, I want to look at a setting of a home where Jesus is and draw some lines towards our church, what you can expect from church. Some of us, we've been here or in church many years. Even if you arrived here from, let's say, Gauteng, you were part of a church and now you're part of church again. For many of us, it's a new journey. What can you expect when you come home to the Lord? Let's read together. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God and that he was going back to God, rose from supper, laid aside his outer garments and take a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Just, just, there's a lot of looking at this passage through the idea of home. It's like this new new things, new light bulbs that goes on. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God, his home, his home, and that he's going back to God, his home, right? He, he came from his home and he's going back there. But right now he's here in a home with us. All right? And, and in the same way, if you love the Lord and you've given your life to him, you will be with him in that home where he is going back to. Are you with me? But right now, you and I, we are not there. We are sharing a home with God and others on earth. This home here is broken. It's not perfect. The one where we're going is perfect. Now, what I want to do is I want to look at some of the dynamics in the home right now, because that's where we are. And if you fall in love with Jesus, you will make yourself at home. You will come home to his kingdom on earth before you move on to heaven. Amen? Very important that we understand that there's a difference between these two homes and how they work. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, you wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, what I'm doing now, you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. And that was why he said, not all of you are clean. 
When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also had ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do, just as I have done to you. Okay, this is an action-packed evening the day before Jesus dies. I mean, there's a lot going on in that home, so I'm going to try and pull out what I believe the Holy Spirit has shown me for this morning. But a lot of stuff going on. I want you to think about homecoming, not only as becoming part of a church, yes, it's part of that if you are new, but just re-entering the place where God has a calling for you. So maybe this has been your congregation for 10 years, but you have been in, in the garden and you've been on holiday. I want to encourage you to step back into the home around the table where he is. I, I want you not to be in the backyard when Jesus are washing feet around the dinner table. All right. So especially for members, even leaders, congregants, my invitation to you is let's move Get proximity to where Jesus is right now so that he can touch you and send you on your way afresh this year. If you are new around here, I want to invite you to find your place in the house. Amen? A lot of things happening in this home. Let's just throw a few things around. Home is a place where you pull into to sit down and get refreshed. Here they come from a journey. Jesus is washing their feet. Home is a place where we pull into to get refreshed. And home is a place where you meet all the other characters that also pulls into the home to get refreshed. And that's where it gets interesting. Now let's look at how to come home in 2023. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, that's white on my slide. I hope you guys can read there. Yep, John chapter 13, verse 2. I just saw it was dark. Oh, that's better. Awesome. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. <laughs> okay. Talking about homecoming, meeting a different group of people together. I want to ask a few questions. Was Jesus a friend to Judas? Yes or no? Yes. Was Jesus kind to Judas? Did Jesus wash the feet of Judas? Yes. Did Jesus eat with Judas? Did he break bread also for Judas? Yes. Did Judas see Jesus speak to people? Yes. Did Judas hear Jesus preach? Yes. Yes. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, Simon's son, to betray him, there's a very 
important message for us here. Very important, and it's, it's, it's layered. It's a sermon on its own. Judas went to the seminary of Jesus. Okay, he went to Jesus College, Jesus University, and Jesus preached every message. And not only preached, he lived in front of the eyes of Judas. Very important message for my heart and for your heart here this morning if we want to pull near and come home. Sometimes we say the following. We say, if I, if I get a clear word from the Lord, then I will be really a good disciple. If, if I hear his voice clearer, then I will respond. Then I will really, really obey him. If I get a revelation, if, if an angel appears to me, you know, I'll really bring my heart to the Lord. No, you won't. You won't. I won't. Judas had all that. <laughs> he had Jesus preaching, loving and ministering to him. He had not an angel coming to show the way, but the Son of God himself. And yet, look at what happens to the man's heart. Satan enters in and he betrays Jesus with a kiss moments later. What is the message for us if this happens to, G to Judas? The message is this. It's not the amount of revelation that will change you. It is the condition of your heart. That's it. The first thing you and I need to understand at the beginning of this year, and I'm putting it on there, I'm not going to be long this morning, I think, is if you want to come home, you will need to lead your soft heart to fall in love with Jesus. If that heart, if that, if that heart is hard, no amount of revelation. Even Jesus walking the earth in front of you will not be enough. We saw it with Judas. Jesus has got his hands on the man's feet, but his heart is moving away from him. Sometimes we think external things must come and to make us a better son or daughter in the home. That is wrong theology. It has been done. The, word, the Son has come, the Word has been given, the Spirit is poured out. Now, at this moment, do I carry a soft heart towards the Lord or a hard heart? A soft heart looks for an opportunity to connect and believe. And a hard heart sees obstacles. The hard heart of Judas, yes, I, I'm not sure now, I think, I think the amount of money... It was thousands, okay, which Judas took to bribe Jesus. But not, it was not millions, okay, it was thousands. His heart was willing to trade Jesus in for a bribe. A hard heart is susceptible to many things to distract. 
a soft heart leans in. Judas, with the hands of the Savior on his feet, betrays Jesus and runs away, hangs himself, kills himself, ends up in hell within 24 hours. That's a hard heart. Earlier in Jesus' ministry, there's a man running naked among the tombs. He's got nothing. Nothing. Jesus goes across for a moment. The man sees Jesus. He opens his heart. He says, Jesus, can I be with you? Can I go with you? Jesus says, no. I want you to go back to your people. That man turns around, follows Jesus, evangelizes the towns. He's got one moment with Jesus. One moment with a soft heart is enough. Judas goes back with Jesus, but he's got a hard heart. What about you this morning? If you want you around here and you're going to make this place your home, not even Shofar Hermanus, but, but a church somewhere, I want to help you on your journey. Your soft heart is the start. It is the start. Who agrees with me this morning? That is the start. If you want to connect again with a calling God has placed upon you, your soft heart is required. Make again commitments to the Lord. Sandra said, lead your heart. You are the steward of your heart. Is it becoming hard with unforgiveness? Is it becoming hard or distracted? Lead your heart again to be still and soft before the Lord. Come sit at the table. Make commitments to the Lord this year. Make commitments to your friends. Be strong. Lead your soft heart all the way home and remain. Let's go on. And during supper, so that was a challenge for you. You need to challenge or champion your own heart. Now, during supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. We just read that. In the home where you and I pull into, there's many characters. All right. Now, I just want to say this. When we talk about Judas's mistakes, the way we do it is not to say, yes, I can't believe he's, he's such a chop. No? He's such an idiot. No, the way to look at Judas is to be vigilant for your own heart with great humility. Great humility. Okay. But let's talk about the characters. We've got Judas with a, evil heart, and you've got Peter, obnoxious and clueless. He tells Jesus, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. In the room, in the home where we enter to connect with the Lord, we've got many characters, and they're all here. Okay, and here, here we are. And it's very important to understand it, because the characters in the home have caused many people to try and do church or home rather alone at home in order to avoid the different characters that comes together. Don't move away from the place where Jesus is busy because of the other characters that you don't like. You're making a very big mistake. Very big mistake. 
pull into the place where Jesus is at work, but have your expectations aligned. Many will come together to the Son. Many will join. Some of, some of them will be obnoxious and loud, all right, and clueless. Some of them will only be here for a while, all right, like Judas. But Jesus is okay with that. He knows exactly what's going on. And so I want to encourage you, even in, in, in this church or in every church that's healthy and growing, people come to church because they are broken. Jesus said, I've not come for the healthy, I've come for the sick. Which means drug addicts in search of freedom are coming through the doors. Marriages that's suffering, crying for help, are coming through the doors. Sinners are coming, and all, we are all coming together, and that's each and every one of us, by the way. Maybe you have received grace a couple of years earlier. Church is a place where all the characters of the world gathers and where Jesus touches each and every one in a way they need to be touched. It's very important to understand. Jesus, know this about homecoming this year, that Jesus shares his home with sinners and saints alike. Very important to know. I don't like that church. The people there, they're rude. That sounds like church to me. I don't like that church. There's too many sinners there. That's church. You're talking about the home that's still coming. Okay, that's the one where we are all redeemed and we see clearly and we have no sin. Make your home this earth. Know that homecoming or coming into a community, finding your calling, it's a messy place. Judas is there, Peter is there, you are there, I am there, we're all there. Having that expectation gears you for the mission. Jesus knew that, so he pressed into the mission. Amen? It's very important. This is a very important thing to understand. Jesus tells a parable. He says, there's a farmer that works in a land. But then an enemy comes and he sows weeds and tares amongst the plants. Who remembers that parable? In the parable, the servant comes to the master. He says, should I go now and remove all the weeds and tares from among the good plants? What is the answer? He says, no, no, no. If, if we try and pull those out, we're going to mess up with the part of a harvest that's growing. Leave that there until the end. Now, what that means is church should be a place where sinners come to be transformed, but know that some will struggle and need our love and support. Our home here will be a lovely but also a challenging place. Pull into it and remain. Because that is where Jesus is washing feet. Amen. And so let me also say it this way. If you are here, well, and you are struggling, I want to say you are welcome home. Let the Lord touch you. Let the Lord lead you and help you. For some of us, things happen fast. And sometimes God takes a long time 
to do something fast, okay? You are welcome here. Find a place to sit and be a part of a family on your journey to healing. You know, one of the biggest reasons people don't come to church is because they believe that sinners are not welcome, so they will rather not come. We will not be a church like that. Sinners are welcome. Amen? To meet with the Lord. Because that means I'm also welcome. <laughs> That's the truth. You know, you know, they say if you want to find the, if you have found the perfect church, okay, don't join. Because when you join, it's not perfect anymore. All right. <laughs> I'm just training you to deal with offense. I'm just offending you a little bit. But look at what happens in this place. Then he poured water into a basin. I mean, look at our king. Satan has already entered Judas' heart. Does Jesus know that? Yes. He doesn't throw down the towel and say, I've had enough of you two-faced people. Peter, Peter, just get it for once, okay? Create it now. Judas, Faripat, no, no, no. What does he do? He continues with what he is called to do. Son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. Give his life a ransom for many. Look at what he does amongst the mixed room. He picks up his calling and carries on. What are you doing in the home? What are you doing? Look at his example for us. What great hope. He poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. He ministers amongst a mixed room. And he wiped them with a towel that's wrapped around him. Why did I put this? It's a very important verse. must be because I put it on two times. I want to I give you great hope for this year in coming home. If you will find your place, what I mean by that is asking the Lord, what do you want me to do around your people? How do you want me to serve? Jesus said, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Lord, how do you want me to serve? Where's my place? Or you might want to pray, where is my seat? Show me when I come home, where to sit, the funny thing is, when, when we were praying about coming to Hermanus, and I felt on my heart that God says, yes, go and, and serve and love the people there. The image I got was Jesus pulling out a seat for me in this church. I, I, I just had a picture of him pulling a seat back and telling me to go and sit on that. And so I've got a place to sit here, which means there's a purpose for me here, but there's also a seat here for you. There's also a purpose here for you. And I want to say something to you. If you find your seat, Jesus will touch your feet. And what that means is amongst the chaos that you might be going through, Sometimes the chaos is within. I'm struggling with anxiety. I'm dealing with depression. Things feel too much. Sometimes the 
chaos or the persecution is from without. It's, it's people that's hurting you or persecuting you. Some of them are not in this church. Some of them are here. Amongst all that chaos, if you find your seat, Jesus will find your feet. And amongst it all, he will touch you and minister to you and help you right here, right there where you are sitting. Are you with me this morning? It is your responsibility to soften your heart. And you can do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. Love those around you. Know some of the people here are hurting and need a friendly face, maybe a hug to embrace. Find your seat and remain. And then give over. Allow him to come near. Allow him. Don't be like Peter. Don't say, Lord, don't, don't minister to me in this way. Don't touch me in that way. Um, I don't want you to, to connect with me, God, in this way. I will dictate to you how we will connect. Don't, don't, don't say that to the Lord. Be silent before him. Take a seat. Halasokis af. For some of us, we're very shy. But it means that he wants to come and minister to you. And he knows what you need. Amen? He knows. A very important part about homecoming or coming home is being able to receive also in the house, to receive ministry and to give. And you are invited. Welcome home. This is a messy place, but there's no place like home. If Jesus is there, I don't care who else is there. As long as he is touching me, and helping me to love him and others, that's where I want to be. And you are invited. Let's stand up this morning in this place. Can we go to that previous slide for a moment? I'll, I'll appreciate that. I want you for a moment just to look and take yourself through that grid. Say, Lord, where am I growing? Where can I grow this morning? Is it in the area of a soft heart? Is it your own heart that you want to invite the Holy Spirit to touch this morning? Maybe you need to ask God for love for those around you. Jesus shares the home of sinners and saints. The only way a sinner can find new life in Jesus is if they come near. Amen. And then, maybe it's time. This Many of you, <clears throat> I've been watching you for two years. That's how long I've been here with such a call so much to give maybe it's time to find your seat allow the Lord to touch you in order to activate you to do the same live out your calling
about your faith. Holy Spirit, we just want to welcome you again this morning and we say that you are precious in our midst. You are precious to us because you help us to fall in love with Jesus. Because you open the eyes of our hearts. So thank you. Help us to fall in love with Jesus. And also activate a love in us for people. And I want to ask you, Holy Spirit, that you will help people that's new around here to find a place and you give them the courage to stay so that they can also fall in love with the Lord and grow and be used. I pray that in the name of Jesus, we lift you up in this place. Maybe just where you are standing, don't you just want to open your hands or just stretch out your hands and say, Jesus, there's only one for me and that's you. Just surrender to him again. Focus on him in the room. Focus on him. Don't be distracted with all the other things. That's all right. Sometimes you'll need to step over and help. But for now, just just know if, if he is there, that's it. You are home. Where you are standing, I want you to speak to God about coming home this year. Say, Lord, where do you want me? How do you want to use me reporting for duty? Just in your own words, say, Lord, I am here reporting for duty. Where do you want me to sit? Do you want me to help you wash? Do you want me to help you welcome sinners at the door? I knew it was a day when I received the, the grace of the Lord. How do you want me to help? I'm here, Lord. Announce it to the Lord again. Thank you, Jesus. We want to pray for some people in, in church this morning. We want to literally minister to you. Uh, we want to pray. So what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what we want to pray for. And then I want you to take your courage and step out so that our facilitators can help you. If you're a small group leader, facilitator, can you quickly come to the front? Can you just step out? There's some people here... Um, we need to pray for you for physical, that God will help you physically in your body. Okay, will you quickly step out? One, two, three. We want to, Jesus touched physical feet. We want to pray for your body, all right? We want to pray for you emotionally, if you need to be covered at this moment, all right? You are struggling with depression, anxiety. One, two, three, quickly come out. We're going to pray with you. We're going to touch you. Uh, uh, ladies pray for ladies men for men maybe hold your hand we've got some oil here we can anoint you we want to cover you in prayer yes you can quickly come out there's people moving and then if you've got any prayer request this morning we want to pray with you i want to specifically ask you there's some of us here that's been praying that's been praying um a specific prayer for long you've been persistent and you've been committed we want to pray that prayer with you this morning Right, if that rings a bell, if the Holy Spirit is showing you, oh, that's you, 
it might be for a person, it might be for a circumstance, but you've been battling alone. We want to go from alone to home. All right, so if that is you, quickly, one, two, three, just move to the front. We're going to pray with you. Okay, you ladies can step from to the front. Can I get some ladies here to pray, please? Great. Awesome. You can quickly come out. We'll pray for you. Great. Is there anyone else that wants to step out? Don't be shy. This is a place where we pray and hug and move in the Lord. So we, every week in front, we will be here ministering and loving one another. All right? So don't be shy if you're near around here. If there's anything, we are here for you. You guys can minister in front. What I want you to do before you leave, if you are at the back, there's no spectators here. I want you to take a seat quickly and ask someone sitting next to you, what is the Holy Spirit laying on your heart this morning? Let's just take a minute for that. with someone at the back, you're welcome to offer to pray for them also, all right, if you feel comfortable. at the back you are formally dismissed if you are done sharing and praying you're welcome to grab a coffee we're going to carry on just praying in front for a little while you're welcome to excuse yourself or you're welcome to join us in front